Hi, everybody. I'm Eve, Compulsible Reader and Bulimic. And um, so I'm nervous now. I wasn't nervous until I realized I'm being recorded. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Um, so what it was like, what happened and what it's like now. Most of you, I know a lot of you, if not most of you. Um, so sorry, you have to hear my story again because it hasn't changed. <laughs> it's still the same one. Um, but maybe my perspective has changed. So hopefully I'll say something that's worthwhile to somebody and welcome to newcomers always. Um, and this is just the caveat. This is just my story. Uh, if you don't hear what you like at this meeting, try more meetings. Uh, okay. So um, I guess in a nutshell, uh, I went on my first diet at 14 and I was thinking about this the other day because I thought I was five, I was probably around five seven when I was 14. I was tall and I probably weighed about 145, which is not fat. Uh, it's not skinny, but it's also not fat. And so I came in. So that was my first diet. I discovered laxatives in my I'm going to say early 20s. That's kind of a late bloomer to bulimia. Um, and I'm a laxative bulimic. And when, um, and I came in program right like, you know, a, a week before my 39th birthday. And why, when I came in program, I had gone from, you know, 145 at 14. I dieted my way up to, I stopped weighing at 180. So, um, so I gained a lot of weight over those years. And I was, and I was definitely, I wasn't fat all the time. I was always up and down. So I'd gain weight, you know, I'd gain some weight, lose more, gain more back. And so there was this, this constant um, cycle of dieting. And um, in my early, uh, like I said, in my early 20s, I discovered laxatives. And so I used to take a lot of laxatives back then. Um, and it, if, if you've ever experimented or are a laxative bulimic, it's really... Um, I mean, you just spend a lot of time planning when are those things going to work and where are you going to be? I mean, it's just disgusting and it's painful and physically painful, um, you know, taking all those, I, you know, I, I, I used to, you know, I'd go to the, I'd go to the 7-Eleven and buy a box of chocolate flavored X-Lax from when I was at work and I'd figure when my boss was going to be gone and when the laxatives would go, oh, it was just horrible. Anyway super happy not to have to do that anymore. Um, the decision to come to OA was um, in my late thirties, I was just exhausted. And I, in fact, and I, I do wanna say, um, I didn't even know about OA until right before I came in, um, like maybe a year or so maybe at the most two years. Um, I knew about AA and I remember as a kid asking my mom, like, how does AA keep people, you know, alcoholics from being, from drinking? And she'd go, I don't know, but it's a great thing and it's great for alcoholics. And, um, and so I knew that I, I, to me, I remember thinking as a kid and young adult, it was like some kind of magic that AA gave to alcoholics. Right. Uh, but I, I never knew there was any other, program other than AA. And I met a girl right before I came in, like I said, a year or two before I came in, and I had just had a successful diet. And she, I worked with her, she worked in the LA office, I was in the city in San Francisco. 
and we had the, and I love, she was another secretary and we, and she was fun. And we had a Christmas party down in LA and we, she and I hung out and she, she had, she was in OA and she tells me what OA is. And I was like, and I'm in my head, you know, cocky as hell thinking, I don't need that. I like, I look so, you know, I just finished a diet, right? So I'm thin for Christmas. I look so cute in my mini skirt. Who needs that? I don't need it. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, a year later, I'm like, you know, <laughs> crawling into an OA meeting. But um, she took me to like an OA meeting and she took me to some, to like, there was an event or something down there. And we went to that. And I remember thinking it was great for her, but I didn't need it. And I was very polite and sweet to her because I liked her a lot. Um, but that was, you know, that was, so I knew it was that, the, but the, the reason I t say that is that, I, it brought it to the, to my attention. So, um, you know, at some point later, I remember just, um, and again, if you guys have heard my story, but this was just the moment I remember, uh, go calling my sister and going, you want to go to an OA meeting with me? Cause I didn't want to go by myself. And I did. And, um, I mean, and she went with me and I kind of hung around in OA for a bit and sort of got a sponsor, but didn't really work the steps. And I think my sponsor was really new and she didn't quite know what was, which end was up either. Um, and so then I sort of quit OA. I called her up and officially, you know, thank you for being my sponsor, but I, I don't think it's for me. And, and so then I left for some period of time and I don't know if it was, you know, three months or six months or whatever, but um, then things just got so bad. Um, and I remember I was at the office and I had on um, this really beautiful, I had this really cute plum, deep, deep plum suit. And I loved it. And it was so cute. And I remember thinking, um, this isn't going to fit me in six months. And to be honest with you guys, I can't remember if I was at, if it was a fat suit or if it was a thin suit. I don't know where I was in the cycle of dieting and in gaining weight, but I remember just thinking how cute the suit was and I looked so adorable and blah, blah, blah. And I thought in six months, this thing is not gonna even fit me. I, it's like, it's it's horrible. So I, I remember thinking, I gotta go back to OA. And I was just ready at some point, right then, you know, I just remember thinking, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I wanna kill myself. I was never actually suicidal, but I always had that suicidal ideology, I think they call it, where you fantasize about it all the time. And I used to carry razor blades around in my purse just in case I got depressed at work. I could like go in the bathroom and kill myself like that's not going to happen. But it just gave me a sense of security. And I just remember thinking, well, I'm going to go to this OA meeting. It was the Wednesday night meeting over in Berkeley. And I, I remember thinking, I'm going to go to this meeting and it's either going to work or I'm going to kill myself. I can't do this anymore and I don't care. And I was just the the weight, it just, just was lifted. And I went to the meeting and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so for me. I'm just, I'm never leaving again. And um, so anyway, I started making friends, going to meetings, got a sponsor um, and did my best to get abstinent and I was mostly for the first year, 
Um, I was mostly abstinent, but I would have slips all the time. But back then, I never called them slips. I called them breaks in abstinence. So I would start counting over because I had to have perfect abstinence. And I used to write my food down every day. And I was absolutely ridiculously perfectionistic about it. So if I had written down zucchini, but you know the zucchini were not good, and I had to have broccoli, I would just be in a panic, like, oh my gosh, you know, I said I was going to eat zucchini, I can't eat the, the broccoli. So um, I remember once uh, my sponsor finally said, you know, because I'd call her up, you know, I broke my abstinence. And she's like, what'd you eat? And whatever it was, you know, you know, half a piece of toast or something. <laughs> and she'd be like, okay, that's it, Eve, you're not, you don't get to start over. You just get to have your abstinence the way it is. And that was amazing because just letting go of that perfectionism. And I finally got um, got some abstinence under my belt. And uh, more importantly, I worked the steps. I met with my sponsor, you know, like once a week. I didn't I never called a sponsor every day, but I would meet with her like once a week or once a month. I don't remember now so long ago. But um, yeah, I forgot to say I've been in program over 25 years and um I hope this isn't boring. I'm just trying to think where where do I want to go? Um, anyway, so I was mostly abstinence for like the first five or six years, maybe seven. I can't remember. Um, and I lost, I had weight loss of around 50 pounds. So I went from, you know, 180 to around 130, give or take, whatever that was. And, um, you know, from size like a size 12 or 14 to a size four or six, although the sizes keep changing, which is another issue, not for an OA meeting. And um, after about five, six, seven, I can't remember how many years, but I start having a relapse and I start having slips and slips and slips. And finally, one day my sponsor's like, okay, this is really bad. And, and so, uh, and then I started, uh, gaining weight and I gained uh, like 60 pounds. So I ended, I stopped weighing through the relapse and I gained this, I gained the 60 pounds in like six months, which was horrendous. And you know, that old saying, there's nothing worse than a, um, a head full of program and a stomach full of food. And it is true. It's horrible. If I thought I was miserable before that misery God, it's like it, the other misery was like being asleep and miserable, like a dream. This was like being awake and miserable. So it's like doubly worse. And um, and so I got, you know, my sponsor thought I needed a new sponsor. I got a new sponsor. I still worked the steps. I still kept going to meetings. And I have to say, I came out of the relapse slowly. And... Um, but I kept going to meetings and the only times I sort of didn't really go to many meetings was when I got married to my second husband uh, because we moved away. There were no meetings, um, but I always have considered myself an OA member the whole time. And somebody says, um, I'm sort of skipping around, but anyway, so I, I came out of the relapse um, again, slowly and um so that's what happened. That's what it was like, what happened. And I guess I want to talk. Oh, one thing I do want to say um, that people would say things like, 
you're just naturally thin, aren't you? You know, and you're abstinent. And I would just be like, yeah, no, <laughs> not, not at all. And, um, I, I, and I always out myself. I mean, I shouldn't say that in early in the early years, I didn't, you know, cause you, you know, people would ask why, Oh, you've lost all this, you know, for early abstinence. Oh, you lost all this weight. You look so great. What did you do? And I wouldn't say, but over the years, um, unless there's a reason for me not to mention it, if somebody asks me, I will, I will say I'm an Overeaters Anonymous. And mainly because I just want to like, let people know it's out there, you know? Uh, they might not need it, but maybe they know somebody and maybe they only know, maybe they were like me, you know, where they only know about AA is everybody, pretty much everybody knows about AA. So, um, so yeah, I feel pretty open about my, my program. I don't feel any shame or anything. I actually feel grateful. Um, so grateful to this program. Um, so what it's like now, um, and so here's my caveat, which I was going to give at the beginning of the meeting, but of course I forgot, is, um, you know, I don't count abstinent days uh, because counting abstinent days for me just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Um, I, I still get that, you know, oh my God, yesterday's day was, it wasn't perfect or, you know, and so I just, I try to view my recovery as, um, pass fail. <laughs> I'm in recovery. I'm in relapse. And as long as I'm not in relapse, I'm in recovery. And when Lewis asked me to speak, I was a little hesitant. Oh, I got a minute to go. I can wrap it up. I was a little hesitant to say yes at first because I don't count days. And because I've gained a few pounds, I've gained about over since the beginning of the pandemic, probably about 10 pounds, which is not necessarily a relapse, but, you know, and somebody was like, oh, well, you, as you get older, I'm 65 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's great for a cocktail. That's great for something else. But for me as a compulsive overeater, no, I have to look at my food. And so I, I guess what I want to say about what it's like now is it doesn't take 60 pounds to wake me up. Um, you know, that relapse, I don't know what the message of the relapse was for me. Um, I don't, I don't know what my messages are. I just, I'm doing my best to, um, to hear them uh, from my higher power. And um, God, I didn't talk at all about higher power. I just told my story and that's it. Well, oh, well, we are who we are. So um, I think I'm going to wrap it up because I'm pretty much out of time. And um yeah, I guess I guess that's really all I have to say. I feel kind of disappointed in my share, but I hope it meant something to somebody or maybe not. Anyway, thank you.